Blog Talk Radio. Hotlanta there. Um, 
think you can give us the latest on Reba, our sponsor news? Well, we had a gully washer last night. I mean, over in Mississippi, that means it was a big rain, and we needed it bad. And it thunder boomers all night long, but we didn't have a single tornado. And Reba, we're getting uh, a lot of good reports on the newsletter we sent out, and there's about 70 or 80 people paid their dues, so that's pretty much paid for the magazine, or rather the newsletter this time. Carrie, what do you think about our weather? Well, I don't know what the temperature was today, but it's warm enough and sunny enough, and I'm tired of rain. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. We'd like to uh, hear from you guys up there. Sorry about the, the, the gully washer there. Well, let's see. In the state of the Big Apple, we can travel on up to Long Island. Uh, Mike Scott, um, that's where you call home. How's it going, Mike? Yeah, not bad. It's uh, 40, 49 degrees presently and mostly cloudy. It's been that way most of the days. 43 overnight, 53 with rain showers tomorrow. Doesn't sound too bad. Sounds like decent weather for uh, up north. Now let's go back to Florida, and by golly, you know, our hosts are scattered all over the country of ours. Colleen, how are you there on the west coast of Florida, and uh, you got any news from the latest the Silverliner news? Okay, well, today and this morning we had torrential downpours uh, of much-needed rain, but then the sun came out, and right now it's 80 degrees and no rain in the forecast until Friday. With the Silver Liners, we are all patiently waiting for our postponed convention uh, that will be held next year in May. And um, in the meantime, we are looking to open chapters in Denver, Seattle, Newark, Philadelphia, Kansas City, San Francisco, and Las Vegas. We're open to uh, flight attendants from all airlines. Anybody that's interested can go to thesilverliners.org and sign up. We'd love to have you. Well, thank you very much. I, I understand George Jennings from New York is on the line. Are you there, George? Evidently yeah. not. Yeah, hey, wait a minute. He's here if I open his microphone up. Okay, George, take it away. <laughs> How's the weather going up there in New York, George? Uh, kind of the same as Mike said. It's uh it's uh, been cloudy most of the day in the 50s, and it's supposed to actually go down tomorrow into the 30-degree range. Oh. I don't know. It feels more like January than the middle of April, you know? Well, that sounds Sorry like it's pretty back. And And, <laughs> and uh, also, Chuck, we've got uh, Michael Zoll down there in South Florida, uh, the uh, president of EARA. Michael, he's say hello. He's in West Virginia tonight, he said. Oh, he's in West Virginia? Yeah. Michael, let me open his microphone up. I can't chew gum and click this mouse at the same time. <laughs> I'm I'm in beautiful Boca Raton, which oh. today it was 89 degrees and 88% humidity. All wow. right. Oh. Well, let's well, go up to, how about Canada? Is Renee, are you with us in Canada? Uh, yes, uh, 40 degrees is here in Canada. Wow. All right. Wow, that's okay. A little, a little cool. Well, all our hosts, welcome, and thank you for listening and calling the show for over the past nine years. 
We have truly, you have truly made us the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. We love to hear your comments and share your memories with the Eastern listeners from around the world during the broadcast. If you haven't called the show before, all you need to do is call 213-816-1611. Just say hello and talk to us on the air live every Monday evening. As our producer said earlier, we can be identified with many countries around the world who listen in with our blog talk radio application. You just think, we have folks from Denmark, Sweden, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, Brazil, Turkey, Poland, Hungary, China, Japan, and many, many others. That's what we try to do every week on the Eastern Radio Show. Tell the world about Eastern Airlines. Won't you join us by adding your voice to these broadcasts? Our thanks also to those who choose to listen by computer using the radio icon on the homepage at www.easternradioshow.com or perhaps by signing in on the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. Now remember to abbreviate the word Captain to C-A-P-T. Should you wish to talk during our live broadcast, feel free to use our call-in number, 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Let me repeat the number so you can write it down for your Monday night visits. 213-816-1611. By the way, you tell our, your friends about us. Our membership is growing. We're now up to 1,040 Eastern family and friends. And don't forget to listen to any, to any of our 453 Monday night broadcasts and 100-plus Thursday broadcasts by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. That's C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E, and scrolling down through the archives of the broadcast. Each episode is briefly described, and we're nearly at 600 episodes, and all because of the listeners like you waiting to talk about Eastern Airlines. Our lines are always open for calls, and if you choose not to participate and talk live with our hosts, we ask you please to mute your phone as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out background noises. Now, I see we're number one for takeoff, Captain, so let our flight 454 in the air. Tower Blur is 650, doesn't plan for the future, may not have one. Five years ago, Eastern saw the future in a remarkable aircraft. Now it's here. The new Boeing 757, the most advanced, most fuel-efficient commercial jet ever built. It's going to help Eastern hold down the cost of flying for years to come. We earn our wings for Terrain, terrain, pull up, pull up. Terrain, terrain, 
The new starfish shaped Daxing Airport boasting customer service robots and a terminal the size of 97 soccer fields. <clears throat> That's China's new mega airport, the 11.5 billion Beijing Daxing International Airport, designed by the late architect Zaha Hadid and her Chinese partners with a striking starfish design, which opened in September. A new $3.9 billion Delta terminal was unveiled at New York's unloved LaGuardia Airport, once compared by U.S. presidential hopeful Joe Biden to a third world country. And finally, after a nine-year delay, more than 8 billion euros and thousands of complaints over the budget and construction, Berlin's Brandenburg Airport, Willy Brandt, eventually announced an opening date of October 31st of this year. Jim? Yeah, here's some stories about design change being made by aircraft manufacturers. Number one, don't knock it till you try it. Airbus's lower deck passenger experience Airbus, along with its design partner of Safran, picked up a Crystal Cabin Award for its plans to create a sleeper berth on its jets. That's for passengers who don't mind sleeping in the cargo hold, so that's where it'll be. The passenger modules will be available to the airlines by 2021. Who can wait? Number two, Avior Interiors premiered the third iteration of the notorious Skyrider. Listen up on this. Skyrider 2.0. That's a stand-up bicycle seat somewhere in the airplane with which passengers perch as if on a bicycle. Oh, Oh, the makers were still waiting for their first order from the airline. I can't imagine. I don't think it's going to go over. <laughs> Number three, Delta Airlines reduced the recline of its seats by two inches. That's an effort to improve customer satisfaction and reduce in-air fights and squabbles. <laughs> Number four, Colorado-based startup Molin Lobby Seating unveiled its solution to the issue of the unpopular middle seat. Three economy seats and a standard layout, putting the middle seat <laughs> slightly behind the aisle and window seat and at a slightly lower height. Molon's <laughs> lab seating tank, Scott, said the seats should be available on two airlines, one North American Airlines by spring of uh, 2020. That's about right now. Dorothy, what do you got to say? I got now radio show listeners, there were some misfires and mischief among the airline news. There were some audacious criminals at New Delhi's India Gandhi International Airport, such as the 32-year-old man caught posing as a senior citizen and trying to board a flight to the U.S. His disguise included a snowy white beard and turban, and a passport claiming he was 81 years old. However, <laughs> he had nothing. He could have had mine. <laughs> However, he had nothing on the 48-year-old Raja Mahbohabani, who donned the uniform of a Lufthansa pilot in order to fool up airport workers into letting them bypass security lines and get seat upgrades. It apparently worked, too, until he was caught in the act in November 2019. Cathay Pacific's year got off to a bad start when it accidentally listed some first-class and business tickets 
at a discount of up to 95%. (laughs) Then he repeated the blunder two weeks later. And number four, Virgin Atlantic was hauled over the coals for its very creepy in-flight seat messaging system. Pakistan Airlines got flack for a memo telling its cabin crew to lose weight, (laughs) and not everyone was impressed when Japan Airlines introduced a baby seat map (laughs) to allow passengers (laughs) To sit further from the little one. Oh, sure. Boy, that, that we didn't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Harry? Well, here are a few stories making headlines with the two major aircraft manufacturers, Boeing and Airbus. Number one, in 2019, we said goodbye to the Super Jumbo A380. Number two, in January, Boeing unveiled its transonic truss braced wing concept, an extremely thin folding wing with an extending extended span of 170 feet that it says will offer unprecedented aerodynamic efficiency. Number three, the Boeing 777X made its muted debut in March, overshadowed by the grounding of the Boeing 737 MAX after the craft was involved in two fatal crashes. By year end, there was no end in sight for the crisis the company suspending production of the jets in December. Number four, in February, aviation fans around the world were dismayed at the news that Airbus was ceasing production of the A380, the world's largest ever passenger airplane. It plans to deliver the last of the super jumbo craft in 2021. Number five, in June, Airbus unveiled designs for the A321 XLR, an aircraft it claims will be the world's long, quote, longest range single aisle airliner, end quote. It's set to be rolled out in 2023. Number six, Airbus also revealed a plane with flapping wings inspired by the Albatross. The Albatross <laughs> One, a model based on the A321, is, con- is constructed from carbon fiber and glass fiber reinforced polymers and has semi-aeroelastic hinged wingtips. It currently is in the testing stage. Mike? (laughs) Yeah, and in 2019, the aviation industry was making the world a better place. Number one in January, EFAD Airlines flew the world's first commercial flight using locally produced biofuel. Number two, in June, U.S. airline passengers who didn't identify as male or female were giving, given more gender options to choose from when booking tickets. <laughs> Thanks to a move by the Airlines for America, A4A, the industry trade group. In August of the same year, number three, San Francisco International Airport banned the sale of plastic water bottles as part of an effort to become the world's first zero-waste airport by 2021. Number four, in another measure to make life better, in October of that year, this year of that year, London's Gatwick Airport tested new boarding system, which it hopes it could cut the airport's boarding time by 10%. Number five, Wednesday, July 24th, 2019, was one of the busiest days in aviation history with more than 200 225,000 flights recorded by flight tracking service, Flight 24 Radar. Number six, 
global air traffic has been rising steadily over the past two decades and with the climate activist high on the news agenda this year. With the extinction... <laughs> let me let me let me get my tongue on <laughs> extinction <laughs> extinction rebellion and Greta Thunberg regularly on the headlines. People around the world are starting to reconsider their high carbon lifestyles. Number seven, greening our vacations. That's an interesting one. And make travel more sustainable without relinquishing it entirely. One of the fastest growing movements in tourism. Don. Thanks, Mike. Well, we thought you might want to know who voted world's best 10 airlines were for 2019. Now, you just listen up, boys and girls. There's going to be a quiz at the end of this listen. So listen so carefully. I'm going to give, I'm going to quiz you. Uh, Mr. Producer, how about a drum roll? I used to do that. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> well, I did. Well, in your first class, folks. <laughs> Number one, Qatar Airways won the award for the world's best business class and business class C. Number two, Singapore Airlines won the award for the world's best cabin crew, best airline at Asia, and the world's best first-class seating. Number three, ANA All Nippon Airways won the award for the world's best airport services, the world's best business class onboard catering, the best business class in Asia, and the best airline staff in Japan. <clears throat> Number four, Cathay Pacific has reached the high ratings for technology and here. Number five, Emirates won the award for the world's best in-flight entertainment. I don't know what that is. Number six, Eva Air won the award for the world's best airline cabin cleanliness and the world's best economy class catering. Number seven, Hyan Airlines won the best award for the for the airline in China, best airline staff in China, and the world's best business class amenities. Number eight, Qantas won the award for the best airline, best first class, and best business class in the Australian Pacific region. Number nine, Lufthansa won the award for best airline in Europe and best first class in Europe. And number 10, Thai Airways won the award for the best airline staff in Asia and the world's best airline spa facility. The Airways uh -huh. also won the award for the best airline in Asia and the world's best airline spa facility. I've never seen a spa on an airplane. I haven't either. Sauna? Yeah. You've been in the wrong airplanes. Made the first in a list in 2019. Repeat that question again, Don. 
The question is, which American airline company made the list in 2019? Does anybody have any guesses? No. Not even. No. <laughs> what list? That <laughs> Yeah, that man a cigar. <laughs> I was even thinking of Southwest or Delta, but I don't know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> It was a sarcastic. <laughs> okay, let's look. Let's let's look at this top ten list, Mr. Producer. A drum roll, please. There. I'm that right eventually. <laughs> and we got this one too, as you remember. Okay. <laughs> the next stop is Concourse B. The color code is not confined. This is vehicle match the station colors. Please move to the center of the vehicle and away from the doors. Anyone remember <laughs> what airport that was? Atlanta. 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 What the guy's name was that was tagged? Al. What was his Al. Al. That's right. Al, Al. Al yes. Continue on, Carly. Al, yeah. <laughs> okay, the world's busiest airports in 2019. And another quiz to follow this list. Well, from the robotic voice of Hal, and I guess you know who came in number one. Hartsfield, Jackson, Atlanta International Airport, Atlanta, Georgia. Number two, Beijing Capital International Airport, Beijing, China. Number three, Dubai International Airport, Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Number four, Los Angeles International Airport, Los Angeles, California. Number five, Haneda Airport, Tokyo, Japan. Number six, O'Hare International Airport in Chicago, Illinois. Number seven, Heathrow Airport, London, England. Number eight, Hong Kong International Airport in Hong Kong. Number nine, Shanghai Pudong International Airport in Shanghai, China. And number 10, Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris, France. And the quiz question, how many American airports were in the list of the busiest airports in the world? One, two, three, three, one, three, one, three, three. Hartford, Los Angeles, O'Hare, Los Angeles, and O'Hare. Right. Yeah, three. Right. Okay, moving on, Jim. Okay, now look. Let's look back at some top stories that made national new headlines for Eastern Airlines. Mr. Producer, one more gun. Step up a drum roll. Drum roll. Here we go. Getting tired. There. Oh, man. Okay, 1929, Pekarin Aviation becomes Eastern Air Transport. 1930, Eastern Airlines is approved to carry passengers. 1938, a group led by Captain Eddie Rickenbacker purchases Eastern Air Transport. But it was airlines in 30 and now it's in 38, it's transport. 1960, Eastern Airlines starts the Eastern Air Shuttle. 
1963 Eastern Airlines, first in service with the Boeing 727, and very importantly, both Neil Holland and Jim Holder were hired as pilots. 1971, <laughs> Eastern Airlines becomes the official airline of Disney World. 1972, Eastern Airlines is the first in service with the Lockheed 1011 TriStar. 1977, Eastern Airlines is the first company to buy and operate the Airbus, Airbus A320 B4 aircraft in the United States. And in 1983, Eastern Airlines were the first in service with the beautiful Boeing 757. These are just nine important dates that Eastern Airlines enjoyed making headline news in the past. And I don't have a tip uh, <laughs> for anything. Okay. No drum roll then. <laughs> no drum roll. No drum roll. <laughs> well, now that we are well into the new year, 2020, the news looks very bleak for not only the American carriers, but the world's aviation industry. Since COVID-19 became a worldwide threat, the picture for 2020 promises to be the worst aviation news event in history, I think. Many oh, airlines yeah. will not finish the year, and those that remain in business will be a smaller version of what they once were. For those of us who enjoyed a career in aviation at Eastern Airlines, whether you be a pilot or baggage handler, mechanic, reservations, whatever, we can be proud of the fact, even with company setbacks, we flew in the perhaps the best years of aviation since the first airline, the St. Petersburg-Tampa Airboat Airline, carried its first passenger across Tampa Bay in 1913. And for the best airline company, we flew for Eastern Airlines. We were truly blessed. That's the end of our scripted show, and we hope you enjoyed it. And we've got a lot of folks on the producer's board that uh, we can uh, uh, have a little chat about uh, the program. And uh, then we have uh, something special that uh, we want to tell our listeners and some of our hosts that are with us tonight about, uh, about a very heartwarming Eastern Airlines story. But uh, first... Uh, we'd like to uh, have a little discussion about any anything are your thoughts about contrasting 2019 with what you might think about what we'll be talking about at the end of 2020 and the yeah. predicament uh, that not only aviation is in, but so many other uh, uh, industries are facing the same picture. It looks pretty bleak. Well, Neil, Neil, it's, it's yes. much colder here. Um, I would agree with you on on most of that, but um, I think because a lot of these uh, companies have leases and uh, that they're doing with aircraft and aircraft companies, but a company like Eastern, where it goes out and purchases used aircraft, their overhead is very low. So I think the smaller uh, airlines actually could come out of this rather well as others retrench. Uh, let's say away from South America, Eastern could make it their focus on South America. So I think, yeah, some of the big guys may go um, and become a lot smaller and some won't survive. But I think there are airlines like Eastern that uh, could do pretty well in years like this. Well, let's wish them well. 
hope you're right in oh, that yeah. respect. But uh, there are a lot of airplanes in the parking lot right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, who's with us? Uh, George I got a Jen. question I see. for everybody. George Jen is with us, so I want to find out what your thoughts are, George, and then I'll get to you, Chuck. No problem. Well, I think that, uh, you know, the, the major airlines have uh, all parked a lot of their airplanes. Um, the president's, I think he's come up with a program to pay, pay the airlines approximately 25 to somewhere between 25 and $50 billion if they keep their employees on, hoping that, you know, things will return to normal before uh, the end of the year. I don't know if that's going to happen. I know that my alma mater, American, you, you know, uh, U.S. Airways Board American, they uh, offered early retirement and um, uh, some pay up until then uh, to, to people who were between 62 and 65 years old. And I believe 700 pilots took the offer. So um, if, if things do ramp up again, I think it's going to be a little difficult uh, for them, they're facing a bit of a pilot shortage before, and um, I don't know. I mean, if this thing goes on for an extended time, it's anybody's guess what, what's going to happen, you know. I don't think we've ever, in our lifetimes, we've never seen anything like this before. No. So it's kind yeah. of difficult to predict exactly where it's going to wind up going. Chuck, your thoughts? Yeah, a couple of the uh, items that we had uh, that pertain to maintenance, actually. One is the uh, sleeping unit down in the cargo bay. I personally uh, was troubleshooting a uh, hot air leak in the cargo bay, so they, they were running the engines. And I can tell you right now, it is very loud in a cargo bay because it doesn't have any soundproofing in it. It's just the wall and then a, a piece of uh, plastic cardboard that that uh, mm -hmm. lines the walls now how's people going to get down there and and function uh with all that noise the second thing was uh i'm six foot tall and right now the seats are crammed up enough and they want to push the seats two inches forward and then they okay. think they're going to make up for the gap of six feet by pushing the seats two inches backwards so that somewhere along the line, they're going to have to lose a whole row of seats. Does anybody have yeah. any different comments on that? Well, yeah, no, I, don't think it's I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a problem right now, <laughs> Chuck. No. <laughs> no. Not right now. Not when you got 400 airplanes sitting on one piece of property. Yep. Yeah, I was really yeah. pleased to see Eastern had taken out 40 seats out of each of their aircraft. Because as a six-foot-tall man, anytime I traveled on American down to uh, Uruguay or, or Buenos Aires, Argentina, I was dying halfway through the flight. Yeah, well, pitch, you can do it. <laughs> one thing about that sleep sleeper in the cargo hole is uh, you're going to be furnished with a my pillow. <laughs> right, <Not> my pillow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mike Lindell will be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As long as well, that guy is uh, on a TV screen, <laughs> sick of looking those, at him. Those My sleeping compartments are all going to be modulized, so I, I would imagine yeah. each one of those uh, setups would be well 
uh, insulated and supplied with uh, some kind of a uh, hookup for the uh, for the air conditioning and heating system. So I don't think that would be any problem. It would be, definitely be something new. And then when all these airplanes parked uh, and all of these passengers, which used to use all those airplanes, which are not going to be using them anymore per se, not anymore, but way on a reduced uh, uh, amount, I think that there could be some business going on where they're going to take uh, a lot of these airplanes and install cargo doors in them and use them for, for freighters because this is what's going to be the big thing for all of the trade running back mm. and forth. And there's several companies out there now that, uh, and in the past that have done cargo doors on, on 727s, which they don't do anymore, but 757s like for FedEx. Mm. And I think there may be some more businesses coming out that will be doing, uh, these uh, major modifications like putting cargo doors in, uh, Either side, whatever way they come out in any of these different airplanes that they're that are out there at the present time. Master, there are a lot of uh, Eastern Airlines uh, that are doing cargo out of Miami because uh, one of our friends mentioned yesterday that he heard a lot about uh, Eastern uh, doing the cargo. Yeah, their cargo is ramping up, and uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, if instead of the 777s, we see the uh, 4747s of Eastern is coming out just because of the, it's a perfect aircraft for passenger and cargo into the deep areas of South America. <clears throat> and the cargo as will be the uh, big thing that makes money. And uh, with their association with Prime Air, I would think that the bigger guys would come out soon. Mark, I saw a, on Facebook uh, the picture of an, an Eastern airplane painted in a beautiful paint scheme. I mean, a gorgeous paint uh-huh. scheme. It had Eastern uh-huh. on top of the stripes across. And I like the turn down, hockey stick down, the way it's uh, displayed. And then the uh, emblem, with the, the round circle with the hockey stick in it, in the tail. You know the picture I'm talking about, or the paint scheme. Yeah. It's a very pretty. I think, I think it's very. I think it, I think it's very pretty, Neil. But if my only uh, problem with that is if they want to paint every aircraft differently, do the, the country they're going to serve, is that's already been tried by British Airways and failed at a high cost. Because yeah. if you send the Guyana one in. And you send the Guayaquil one in, and you send the yeah. one for uh, Montevideo, Uruguay, and Paraguay, and Argentina. When they need to be uh, maintenance, when the maintenance comes in to be, what are you going to send to Argentina, the one from Paraguay? Yeah. Yeah. So it begins to look silly at a certain point in time. But if you kept all of the aircraft painted with this new, um, which is the Eastern livery, I wouldn't have a problem with that because it does look yeah. very flamboyant, very modern. It has a falcon on the tail. Um, yeah. I like yeah. the, the I like the uh, bulletin of Eastern on the side, so you could be able to see those aircraft. Especially imagine that painted on a seven four seven coming in. Yeah. You could see that like on the Pan Am logo. You could yeah. see it a mile away, and that's great. But to paint yeah. this one differently, that's my only problem. Yeah. Just to uh, let you know, uh, uh, no, by the way, because I was. I worked on the 1011 program when they did some painting. And the J-1000 
just the paint job on a regular 1011 put about four or 500 pounds on the airplane. Can you imagine with those different colored airplanes and how much paint they use, the cost and, and the weight that they would um, have to deal with on every plane that they change the, the color mechanism on it. So they might end up, if, they, if this, this goes the way we all hope it goes, end up using just one colored uh, livery, so to speak. And that, that would be the smart thing. And if you notice yeah. that the, the uh, eastern on the, the side is in navy blue, the same color it is on the tail. So yeah. if that tail is changed yeah. to a lighter blue or green, that would mean that the eastern would be a lighter blue on the green on the fuselage. Yeah. So well, that's one of the things. Uh, you but know, one thing I, I, I heard. Doing, he's doing an amazing job for this small yeah. airline. Steve, CEO is just amazing. One thing I uh, question about in the script that we had is the flapping wings. Does anyone can anyone describe what uh, that uh, that design was all about? It sounded like something Leonardo da Vinci would be uh, working on. <laughs> <laughs> A flapping wing. Sounds like something we do with the military planes. When they're on an aircraft carrier, they fold them up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What was that, Jim Holder? You know, originally airplanes didn't have that wing tip that comes up, and they found out by putting that up, it was they were able better to direct the airflow over the wing that was going yeah. off of the wing tip, and it gave them a much more fuel economy, and that's why they came up with those wing tips. But it may be that they're going to talk about being able to vary that up and down the wingtip. That's the only thing I can think of. If they do anything yeah. else, a wing flopping beside that, they're not going to have Jim Holder riding on the airplane. <laughs> you mean you wouldn't want to see your little bird flapping through the wind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've landed with some American Airlines pilots, and you really see the wing flap when it hits the ground. Yeah. Well, you know, they go through the tests at the factory at Boeing, and you've seen it on video. The stress yeah, test they put on those wings, and I believe mm-hmm. seems like to me there's a total from a up positive and a down negative of about I think fifty to sixty feet or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before they crack. That's true. It's amazing. I've, yeah, I've Actually, seen that. Yeah. 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 Well, the Normal old uh, the old Boeing flight at L ten eleven's wing moves about eight feet. Yeah, Mike, I just heard your voice. Go ahead. Yeah, the you know the Boeing, uh, the the B fifty two. I mean, for instance, uh, when that airplane sits on the ground, uh, yeah. from when it's in flight, there's uh, on each course each side you got the the wing moves from static to in flight eighteen feet. So that's a lot of flex. Yeah, yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Got the little wheels to get them on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So with with modern engineering, they, they like what Jim says between the flexing of the wings going up and down and augment, augmenting it with a possible uh, uh, a controllable winglet at the end of the wing. That could be something that uh, could fall into play. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Mike, uh, we read all of the airports. Uh, around the world that uh, were voted number one. How many of those airports have you been into? Every one. Is that right? Well, Great. Uh, That's yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
He's, well, he's like that song. He's been everywhere. Yeah. 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 Basically, yeah. my operation was uh, 95% international, so that's uh, why we we got everywhere. But you know, the, it's the old story that the people that you talk to, they they always used to say, "Oh, how how uh, envious they were that I was flying all over the world, going to all these good places." And I used to tell them, I said, "Well, the airports and the hotels all look pretty much the same wherever you go." And the band takes forever to come pick you up. You know, uh, I'm going to discontinue our discussion there, but I want to find out if Michael Zoll. Michael, are you with us? Michael Zoll? He said he might have to leave early, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he must have left. I'm in a I'm in a Zoom meeting at the same time. I'm just listening. Yes, sir. Well, I was w- wondering uh, if you could give us some indication about uh, the the, the condi- where where you guys are with EARA. You know, there's been no news about it or anything like that. Uh, if you're willing to give us any kind of information about what's going on with the corporation, I can uh, I can do that in a week or two. We're still okay. Uh, there's still something going on. It's not a done deal that uh, ERA headquarters is finished. It's not finished. It's going to continue on. It's going to go into a different avenue, but I can't talk that much about it. It will be there. Well, when you can, please uh, let us know, and we'd like to know know what's going to happen there. Okay, Very good. we'll do. And Very I still good. have books if anybody wants books. Okay. Uh, send us uh, how we can do that and put it on the uh, website if you don't mind. Well, I sent you an email. Oh, okay. Oh, I, didn't I, 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 I didn't get I'm it either. Sorry. I'll, I'll have to look. Maybe it went oh. into my trash. I don't know. I get a lot of important email mm-hmm. that way. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't on the I'm going to go back to the other meeting. It wasn't Thank you. Have a good yeah. evening. Stay safe. You're welcome. Take care. You yeah. too. Well, uh, we have been following the progress of Eastern Friends. Martina Shores and her family stranded at the southern tip of South America with no way to get home because of the shortage of airline service around the world until a plea for help came to the EAL radio show via email just a few weeks ago asking for any help we could provide. Well, we have received additional information as to the progress, their progress, and it may be that Eastern Airlines uh, will come to their rescue and and here to tell us a little bit more about uh, what happened there. Uh, Dorothy, I think you can get us updated as to whether they ever got home. Okay, thank you. Uh, Yes, our dear friends, uh, they wrote to me on uh, one of the last letters. We are honored to be a part of the Eastern family. Kind words and the support throughout this journey mean so much to us. We are humbled by your generosity to adopt us to your wonderful Eastern family and bring us home. As we landed in Miami, currently sitting at the airport, Awaiting an onward flight to uh, Chicago, ORD, 
I am taking this time to write back and thank you for all you've done for us sitting at Buenos Aires Airport. We are anxiously, anxiously awaiting the eastern crew while looking at the plane, standing right there in front of us, as shown on the picture that they previously forwarded to me. I have several pictures which are on the website. There it was, Eastern Airlines, and as we were talking to other travelers, exchanging our stories, I saw one crew member walking to the boarding area. I sprinted to meet him. I apologized, introducing myself to him, and asked if he wouldn't mind me taking his picture. He laughed and said that all the crew was walking down the sleeve, and they all have to do the routine briefing going over the protocol. I thanked him and thought, well, maybe I'll try to take a few pics once I'm bored. A while later, the same crew member, now I know his name, Raphael, looked around the waiting room area, spotted me, and came over stating, please come aboard. Everyone is waiting for you. Are you with Eastern? So I told him the story as we were walking onto the plane. He already got a clearance for me to come aboard, still way before the plane was ready to board the passengers. So we walked onto the plane. The main flight attendant was given last directive to the crew. Captain and co-pilot were sitting in the cockpit. Raphael took me straight to the pilot, introduced me, and we had a little chat. The next few pictures that she sent me, which again are on the uh, website, smiling under the face mask with the pilot. Then the crew, everyone joining together as one team with the pilots and then with me. You could not see the smiles under the mask, but trust me, they were all smiling, all of them. It was such a wonderful moment. I thank all to allow me to share their time and walk back to the waiting room. I then immediately sent the pictures to you, Dorothy. Once on the plane, we, Jack, M, and I were in the first row. We were able to be close to the crew. I've flown a lot in my life, or at least what I think is a lot, considering I'm not in any way connected until now to the airline industry. But I have to tell you, I have never seen before a crew that is so close as this team was. Everyone truly seemed to not just enjoy what they do, but also enjoy each other's company. uh, Vega, one of the flight attendants, confirmed that in conversation with me, he's been working for Eastern for six years now and is so proud to be a part of the Eastern crew. He never knows where will where he will the next assignment take him, but he loves working for Eastern. Raphael was so kindly let me come on board before the flight, kept a close watch on the flight. He confirmed Vega's words. He is proud to be a part of Eastern's team. What an extraordinary expectation to a great company. The flight was smooth, the pilot and the crew very informative and attentive, considering the special flight, very limited service, and the environmental precautionary requirements. The nine hours and some minutes just flew by. The weather cooperating, we were able to see some wonderful scenery from way up above the clear skies. Landing in Miami, all showed their gratitude. Once passed through the passport control, while waiting for their luggage, I could hear the passengers saying thank you when the crew was passing by. You should just see the huge smiles on the crew's faces. Yes, some were visible even with the masks on. It was a great feeling. It was a feeling of joy, of encouragement, of accomplishment. And as the crew, Miami-based, as all told me, went home to rest for two days, 
They all said, until our next assignment, we will fly until we bring everyone home. So, dear friends, as we made it to our homeland, we still have to get to home to Illinois, but are grateful for your support, your encouragement, your assistance and prayers. We are well and happy. We are happy and proud to share this journey with our Eastern family. We certainly give our permission to share this voyage with all of your listeners and anyone you'd like to share it with. I will also send a few more pictures that will complete the story of this trip, and we'll try to reach out to the main media. Hopefully someone will be interested in listening. Also, I will definitely reach out to Captain Neal once we get home. There are no flights out of Miami. Two Eastern flights arrived from South America, Buenos Aires and Lima, in the evening of April 18th until the morning, and we hope to get home sometime in the afternoon on April 19th and get all settled and rested. Our sincere gratitude to all of you. Sincerely, Martina, Jack, and Amelia Shores. Martina and her family are now home in Illinois. They're safe and sound, and they're quarantined for 14 days. And they, like us, will have to stay in their home until they're told they can. Martina has agreed to be on the program in a couple of weeks, so we really look forward to having her join us and to tell you folks with an interview with Captain Neal how all of this went down. So uh, back to you, Neal. Interesting story. Interesting, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we also want to Mike and uh, Mike Porter and Mike, Mark Porter and Mike Scott and welcome them back. To, back, they were both in the hospital. I guess they must have got tired of being home and thought they were going to be better off in the hospital. Well, you guys were glad you're off home. <laughs> welcome. Back, back, back. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Okay. Very good. I hope that uh, we'll be able to hear the story, and we want to uh, do an interview, and and uh, uh, we will use all of our hosts that are on that night. Hopefully, it'll be next Monday night. We do have uh, availability of that show because we can push that aside. It's our usual and, and, history and music. Anna? Yes, Mark. I can, I can understand her because I grew up in Argentina. And I would go down the stairs of the Pan Am 747, and I would turn around and look at the flag. And that would be the last time I would see it was from that embassy carrier. So uh-huh. sometimes you're very, very, very far away from home. And when you see the U.S. flag on the ship, you know that's your home. And you know you can get home on yeah. that ship. Oh, that's wonderful. So it's a, well, you, you know, in this situation, for them, it was probably the Well, Mark, uh, you're cutting out. I'm not certain what's going on here, but uh, I remember when I first got the email from um, Martina that uh, she gave the place that they were originally, I mean, where they vacationed, and I immediately went to Google Earth to find out where in the world on the globe was this uh, strange name in uh, South America, and I went all the way down to the very tip of South America, and there's a little island right off the uh, west, let's see, the east coast uh, of uh, South America, down at the very tip, and um, and they had to get from there over to the mainland and then up to Buenos Aires, and the story goes on. Very interesting story. 
Mm-hmm. Now, that story, too, uh, Neil, we have the entire story underneath the home yeah. page on testimony and comments for everybody to see. We have pictures on the home page that you also can see um, what she was talking about on the plane with her, and she's with the whole Eastern crew. And we do thank Eastern so very much for their work that they're doing abroad uh, in the international countries to bring everyone home. Uh, we yeah. we are so proud of them. As and I must say, would be. And I must say, when I wrote uh, the CEO, he responded within five minutes. And I thought that was wonderful too. And so that's we amazing. appreciate uh, yeah. Mark uh, uh, Porter going to the bat for Martina and working to uh, uh, get a flight rescheduled. Even though she didn't make the first one, she certainly got this one. So we're just thrilled to death that they're home and safe. Thanks again, Mark. Mm-hmm. And Neil, especially yeah, well, for all he does well, with this website. Neil, if you didn't have the website, we wouldn't have even known. So we thank you for being there yeah. for our Eastern people. Well, it was the radio show that she she actually um, uh, heard. Yeah, heard and and uh, and put the uh, note about it uh, over to me, and uh, I didn't know what would happen if we put it out on a broadcast or if we did an email to everyone in our mailing list. And lo and behold, uh, Mark, being on our show, uh, did an amazing job, and and uh, so. She communicated regularly with us, and uh, the story is on the website, so I thank you. Enjoy uh, reading it. It was a good effort uh, on the part of everyone uh, with the, associated with uh, the radio show and Eastern Airlines. Thank you. And may I say one thing? Sure. Uh, yeah. All this chaos and going to 14 different countries, picking up more than 10,000 Americans and repatriating them back to the United States. Stephen still managed to get the N602 aircraft painted, which is now in Miami. And at the same time that that is coming into Miami during the night, he sent seven, uh, 705, which is a 300-767, into Peru to be for maintenance and painted. Okay. So that's an amazing thing when you have eight yeah. aircraft to be able to move to in and out of paint shops and maintenance. And they also, yeah. and Mark, uh, remember, they uh, picked up those passengers off of the Zan Dam and the, uh, is it the Rotterdam, the other ship, and uh, they helped right. to bring those uh, yeah. eight people home. <clears throat> mm-hmm. so. Yeah, really is. And they, they sent their aircraft into um, Atlanta to be decontaminated. Well, I think the whole story, from beginning to end, uh, deserves a uh, yeah deserves some time airtime on television or radio and major networks, and uh, maybe maybe one of the news media pick it up. So uh, hopefully that'll happen. Well, thanks so much for listening to us, and uh, Dorothy, you tell I'll us what's coming up. Yes. Uh... Okay. Very good. Yeah, wanna, Airways. You you, you know someone that. there. Yeah, my friend owns it, so you might okay, like to write good. the article. Very good. <clears throat> right. 
Uh, I do want to thank our major sponsor, the Retired Eastern Pilots Association, REPA, for the generous donation to keep us on the air. Their name in our platinum, uh, as our platinum falcon sponsor, mm. is posted on our website as well as all the other gold, silver, and falcon members of sponsors, our members who have contributed to help us. Uh, we're still looking for donors to be a sponsor to keep us, uh, to help keep us. Uh, the radio voice of Eastern Airlines going strong across the airwaves of our wonderful planet Earth. That's right, we're heard in many countries across the globe. When you send in your donation of $40, you'll receive the signed copy of Neil's book, Wings of Many, and it's a fun read by Eastern people back in the days of Eastern air transport to the wings of man and Americans' favorite way to fly. Any correspondence and donations can be sent to Captain Neil Holland, EAL Radio Show, 9776 San Jose Boulevard, Suite 12B, Jacksonville, Florida, 32257. Why not be a sponsor by sending our donation to keep the radio voice of Eastern Airlines alive and well, and well into 2021. Uh, Thursday's show we have uh, attributed to the REPA Radio Hour, and the next one is April 23rd, and the most interesting reading uh, that Neil will give to all of us um, is coming out of the repartee. Um, we have very interesting uh, readings that he has done, and we're, I'm just amazed, Adam, and I know Don and Mike and even Jim Holder, we're, we're enjoying them all. So join us. And our next program will be um, April I mean, um, yes, 827, uh, um, Monday night, and uh, that is going to be, let me just see, um, well, we're not really quite sure. It's going to be the, either the evolution of uh, seating or it's going to be maybe perhaps Martina in her <coughs> interview. We're working on all of that. Uh, but we have several coming up. We have another one. Uh, who was the inventor naming aviation patent ho holder. Uh, so we have some very interesting programs, and we hope you join us. Thank you. Back to you, Neil. Hello? No, we're still on. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. I didn't have, I had muted my microphone, by golly. <laughs> You're having a <laughs> I'm having problems. Like I said, I can't chew gum and click these buttons here at the same time. But uh, I received this from a frequent listener of the radio show commenting on the REPA Radio Hour we do every Thursday at 3 p.m. It's a short little note. It says, I was there, Neil, and enjoyed what I could hear of the program. The program was, I'm sure, on my end, or the problem, rather. I did hear the early story of Rickenbacker's Flying uh, Circus and enjoyed that, and even I, I even heard of what great pilot East, pilots Eastern had, and if they couldn't get it in to the airport, no one could. And it's, that, that became popular around the entire uh, flying Air, all the airlines that says, well, if the Eastern's flying, then uh, the, the weather's so bad, only Eastern pilots can go, and I think was remarked. 
Uh, my career, she said, it started in November of 1959, so that was a long time ago, but not quite as far back as the stories on your radio show. The Lockheed Electra was a plane when I started, but my first jet flight was from Kennedy to Los Angeles in the not-too-distant future, maybe 60. I also was a passenger on the many Connie flights, and remember one, perhaps, over Wilmington, where one of the engines needed to be supercharged. I don't know what she's meaning about that, but we made an emergency landing in Washington. But, oh, the stories of so many years in the business, most of it with Eastern, but one year with American and several months with Delta. But I was always glad to get back to my favorite, Eastern. Stay well, Rosalind Rush. And she lives on the top of a little mountain uh, just out of Cumming, Georgia. Uh, and uh, I think it's called uh, Mountaintop. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's up there by Big Canoe. Do you know where Big Canoe is, Jim Holder? Yeah, I do. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's almost up into the mountain. Big time. Yeah, she's right on the top of a hill. Beautiful of, place. Yeah. Yeah. A gorgeous place. She sent me some pictures of it. Tim? And um yeah, Don. Uh Rosalind uh was born and grew up about a mile from where I did. We're both from Situate, Rhode Island. Oh my god. Uh way way out in the country. <laughs> so you know her pretty well then, right? I don't know her well. Uh she uh dated uh one of my mom's brothers for a while. <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, uh, I think my mom is one that made her a prom dress one year. So, yeah. <laughs> Talking about a small world, huh? I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I hope you'll join us Thursday, just uh, two days, three days from now, and uh, we'll tell some more very interesting stories uh, that uh, were printed in the. Uh, Retired Eastern Pilots Association Magazine repartee. Well, that's our show for today, so we're clear to land, I just heard the controller say. So we're going to see if we can get it on the ground here. I think we can. With a nice grease job. Three green. Three green. April the 27th, America's favorite way to fly returns to the cyberway. When we talk about Eastern Airlines and listen to Oscar Brand's WW2 musical tribute to American heroes. And don't forget to tune in on Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time for the Repa Radio Hour, stories about pilots of Eastern Airlines. Our producer is telling me it's time to say goodbye. This is Chuck Albright signing off on behalf of our host, Don, Dorothy, Jim Holder, Terry Holder, Mike Scott, Colleen DeFleet, Mike Parter, and our producer, Neil Holland, playing the sign-off music made popular by Merle Haggard, Silver Wings. 
But you locked me out of your mind And left me standing here behind Silver wings Well, good night, family and friends from around the world And good night, Eastern Airlines, wherever you are We love you, Eastern Great show, guys (laughs) Thank you guys. Good night, good night. Great job. Hey, good night, Taking you away and leaving me lonely, silver wings slowly fading out of sight. Good night, guys. Thanks. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Thanks.